Blog Talk Radio.
welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you all for tuning in. This is T. Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a Reiki master and certified sound therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Our chat room is open, so feel free to join the discussion that's already in progress. We do keep an eye on the chat room, so if you have a question, go ahead and post it, and we'll do our best to get your question on the air. Now, as an alternative, for those of you who are on the go and cannot continue to listen online, call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227, and then you can listen via phone, or please, 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 if you are driving about, please use your Bluetooth. Okay, people, it's coming up towards spring. We're actually in spring right now, and May 5th, or May 4th, actually, Saturday, May 4th, is Family Fest again here in New Jersey. This is a wonderful event for the entire family, and it is free. The Sussex County Chamber of Commerce is partnering with Newton Medical Center to bring this free day of celebration, health awareness, and fun for everyone. Caring for ourselves and the planet, that's what it's all about. You can participate in Zumba or yoga, experience drumming and crystal ball sound therapy. You'll be able to get numerous types of health screenings as well. And all of this is available to you at no charge. So you can let the kids release that pent-up energy in the bounce house. And let's not forget the vendors. There are way too many to mention. But each is so very much worth visiting. So if you find that you will be in the area on Saturday, May 4th, or you'd like to be, write it down. You can stop by the Sussex County Community College campus in Newton, New Jersey, for a free day of activities that will both inspire and delight each and every one of you, I am quite sure. It's all free. How does it get any better than that? If you want more information, you can go to the sussexcountychamber.org website, and you'll find everything you need to know about Family Fest there. I know it's a bit early, but we like to put things on our calendars so we have them all reserved and we know what we're doing. You know, to truly experience our own potentiality, it's important to spend time in the splendor of nature. By observing nature, we witness the orchestration of its vibrant elements, the astounding forces of life, and the unity of all things. Connecting with nature allows us to witness life as it effortlessly thrives and thus nurtures each and every one of us, grounding us and keeping us balanced. Every living thing is part of this great ecosystem called Earth, and every living thing is an exquisite expression of nature. As humans, it is through our relationship with nature that we come to discover our authentic selves and truly understand how we are all connected in a most magnificent way. We are welcoming spring with a great show tonight. My guest is Charlene Hidalgo, and she has been practicing astrology, dream interpretation, and tarot reading for over 25 years. Charlene teaches classes on the Celtic tree calendar and is a certified teacher and practitioner of alchemical healing. Now, she's worked as a psychotherapist in an agency as well as in private practice. She runs workshops, classes, and Retreats, and I am so excited that she agreed to join us to discuss her book, The Healing Power of Trees, Spiritual Journeys Through the Celtic Tree Calendar. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Charlene. How are you being this evening? Oh, I'm just really excited um, <laughs> to share with you and uh, reach out to your readers and share about my book. It's a great book. I, I, I loved it. You know, when, you first, when, when your book first came to my attention, I thought, 
seriously, the healing power of trees? I, I knew it. I knew it. And I had to contact you because, I don't know, I've always felt a natural connection to trees. Even as a child, I remember sitting against this huge maple tree and feeling so much peace and calm that I have since come to learn was actually my way of grounding myself, though I did not know the term at the time. Uh-huh. And it. It felt to me like the tree was taking away all of my problems and in return giving me incredible strength. I felt empowered, and I thought that perhaps it was just me. Then as an adult, wherever I lived, I planted trees in my yard, and it was then that I came to understand the importance of trees. And, of course, then I came across your book. And and when I mean the importance of trees, it's not just because of the life-giving oxygen that they provide to our planet – but because I really believe they give us a whole bunch more than that. And I think that's why I really resonated with your book. So I was wondering, I would like to start tonight, if you don't mind, with you telling our listeners how you came to understand, resonate, and relate to trees in the way that you do. Yeah. Um, boy, let's see. I This started uh, maybe 30 years ago, something when my son's 31, and this my my experience with the tree happened when he was about probably six weeks old. So it's been yeah over thirty years. Mm. And I and he was the kind of baby that never slept. And I was I think thirty four or so. So I was a new mom, and I was pretty overwhelmed and just I don't know probably hadn't slept for a week and feeling pretty upset and depressed about everything and went out to my backyard and just fell against an old apple tree and hugged it and was crying. And um, the tree vibrated is the best way I can say it. So it, um, it was like it was sent, just your experience is similar, a feeling of love, a feeling of taking away what I was feeling, and then this incredible vibrancy coming straight through the tree um, energetically. And I remember kind of jumping away because it was freaky, and I thought, well, I'm just making it up. But I was so um, in need of nourishment, you know, as a new mom, that I just grabbed the tree and and took and received and... um, stayed there until I, I was sort of put back together. And that was that began sort of that awakening that trees besides that you play with them when you're your kids and you know, you play on them and you climb them, that, that they were um offering something and it was energetic. Definitely and, energetic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't get back to it for for really for years and years and years and it was I think in probably my late 40s that I was just really wanting a spiritual connection and um, regular religion wasn't working for me and I just sort of made a commitment that I would find a spiritual practice that was uh, experiential and that fed me and I decided to start with my own ancestry, which is uh, from the British Isles. I'm Irish, Welsh, uh, British, and Scottish. And um, and I found that the, the ancient teachings was through the trees. So I, 
I just started studying and um, finding out that there were portals of energy for each month and that there was a particular tree that went with that month. And this was sort of way ancient Celtic or ancient Druid or even before that ancient understanding of divinity was passed on to people. And so um, I really found that worthwhile and um, energizing and it made me happy. I wasn't really telling anybody I was studying that because I didn't know anybody. So it was Mm -hmm. kind of in my own private way. And then, um, you know, after a while I I acquired quite a bit of information and started teaching it. So it was a couple years of running circles and following new moon and full moon and the different, um, the the 15 months that go with the the 13 moon cycles, the 15 trees, um, that I just, that it was, it just was so meaningful to me and I found that that's true for other people. So it's out of all of that study and all of that teaching that the book came about. Which is great because the book is not, it's so full, it's filled with so much stuff. I mean, it's not just about, you know, because you took the trees and the months and you added to it the, the species of the tree, the astrology, the ruling planets, the oams. Am I saying that word oh, properly? Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Oam, okay. So there's so much more of the book than meets the eye. It's just filled with so much interesting information in, in the Celtic tree calendar itself. I just couldn't believe how you could put everything in it and make it work, Celtic holidays, rooms and totems, guides, deities, um, meditations, you know. And, and although I read it, I certainly didn't memorize everything, but I was, I was so, totally intrigued by it. And, of course, you go to the month that you're born and you look to see, well, what am I, you know. And what, are you, what is your tree? I am an alder tree. Oh, that's a nice I'm tree. January, so yeah. I'm an alder. Yes, um, and I thought that was kind of neat, you know, and so I read about that, and then I started reading about friends, and then I got completely confused as to what I was <laughs> then because, you know, it, I'm, I'm not learning it. I'm just reading it, for you know, for the show and for fun to see what it's all about. But it is, there's a lot to learn from it, and there's so much to learn, uh, I think, if you fo- I, I imagine if you follow it, you know, as a calendar, mm-hmm. there's so much that you'll get out of it and benefit from it because I do believe, I mean, heck, I even think that rocks, you know, people will yeah. say Rock, rocks have energy. They have tremendous energy. You know, it's part of Mother Earth. So the trees, when I when I got your book or saw your book and I knew the healing power of trees, I just knew that was possible. I want to see what this person has to say <laughs> <laughs> because it just really struck a chord, you know. Yeah. They, it's, it is really, there is, really really a lot of information and it's kind of layered so I always tell people um, just kind of look at it really quickly and then go to the month where that you bought the book and read that month and study that tree and just do it month by month right Be- because it's way too dense to just to, you know like like to to read it all the way through and yeah, that kind I have- of <laughs> And then people kind of go, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. And I, and, and I see that that would be so much easier. And that's what it's meant to be. It's meant to be a guidebook to help you to do that. You know, I, I believe, I mean, I looked at that and thought it was interesting. One of the things I thought was very interesting is that the Celtic tree calendar is based on lunar cycles rather than solar cycles. Right. Okay. Right. 
I always thought that a cycle, there were only 13, oh, no, wait a minute, what am I saying, um, 14 cycles of the moon in the year, but I guess there's 15 because no, there's... No, there's, there's 13. There's 13 okay. cycles, but two trees are shared. Okay, okay. So it's, there's two months of the year that have, so like like one, um, July shares two trees, and I forget what other month shares two trees. So that's why there's 15 trees. And why that is, I'm not sure. Okay. When I was researching the information that's what it was, and so that's what I I took as space no, value. Took, yeah. Well, what's interesting is that October thirty first is its own day, and it doesn't fall into any month. Right, because that's the that's the most important holiday. Right. We you know we say it's Halloween, but it was called um, it's Hallow Mass, so it's it was like they so rever- revered energy and also their connection with their ancestors and those that had passed over. So that was a day that they could honor their relatives and they also um, opened the doorway to communication for guidance and counseling. So they were they had a totally different perspective about death and and um than we do. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I liked that. I mean, I like, yeah. they didn't believe that there was a disconnect or that they were gone. They were just in a different realm and that you could have contact with them. And then also that day, they like to start the, the day and the the beginning of the year in the dark because November 1st is the beginning of the year. So it's really different. Yeah, it's lunar, um, matriarchal, and and uh, has a totally different way of being, uh, uh, how would I say, of supporting how we go through the year. And it's interesting because it make it it really makes sense. So I wonder why we changed it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I mean, it was Roman, I think it was Julius yeah. Caesar who said we're going to do the sun. <laughs> you know, um it's just western the western imprint and it was I'm sure also um just a part of subjugation. Mhm. You know, calling this way of looking at the world pagan and and um making a saying that that was a bad thing, so it was a much it's just much more agricultural um earth based way of looking at the world kind of something that we need to get back to actually it's interesting at the top of the show, I talked about Family Fest, which is an event that happens here in Sussex County, New Jersey, every may, and yeah. the tag the tagline is caring for ourselves and the planet, which I absolutely love. But yesterday morning I was at a planning meeting for this event, and the facilitator, who is the president of the Sussex County Chamber of Commerce, said something that totally shocked me. And I have to tell you, not a lot of things shocked me. <laughs> but this did. She was telling us how people respond to Family Fest, and it's all about wellness and health. And she mentioned that someone asked her, why, if it's about wellness, are you putting ourselves and the planet together? And I sat there and I thought to myself, Oh, she must have misunderstood the person. No one would ask that, would they? But someone <laughs> actually did. An adult had asked her that question, and it completely threw me. It really did. Uh-huh. I, I don't understand how anyone who lives on this planet doesn't get the, I don't know, what is it, fourth or fifth grade science where you learn how the ecosystem works, and if we didn't have trees, we wouldn't have us. First of all, I mean, I don't expect her to get the other part that I get, but I was like, that's just basic are we really still that much off the mark and awareness of the environment and what it means to us as humans? You know, you're much more in tune to this than I am. Do you find this shocking or is it just me? 
I think I don't I don't find anything shocking and I don't <laughs> find I find human beings strange and we have opinions and we have we have things we think and uh boy if for as many people that, as there are on the planet there's as many different thoughts a lot of it's just it's just lack of education you know uh, um we speak often out of ignorance I know I do I just I just think it's it, there's so much to learn so um people have usually have things happen to them that help them to wake up you know yeah. whether uh, and so everybody's in a process of waking up and some people are waking up really slowly <laughs> i just thought that was basic science and i thought seriously she's saying this and i was like wow okay we need to educate more i mean that's the first thing that hit me is we need to tell people more if you don't have any trees you you don't You're have not, you yeah no, you you're know, not, yeah. Another thing about trees is because they're they just stand there. You know, mm-hmm. they're always meditating. Oh, that's true. What a good point. I like so that. So when you go sit with one, it's in that silence or in that um energetic oneness. It's it's communing with the formless um I don't know what 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 I call it, soul level, spiritual energy so it's great to go sit there and um you know the ener- the earth and the roots will take any energy that's discordant and just take that and use it for use it to grow something so um yeah that's why our relationship to them like if they need something they can't go get it right you know they depend on us i mean i know there's a lot of humans that are harming trees, but, I mean, those of us who have trees, to take care of them is really, really important because they can't move. But, they, you know, all the animals, the birds, and we like to sit under them. And we like to be, and, you know, big forests, oh, my gosh. It's just like a huge cathedral. Yes. So places to go to get quiet and slow down a tree is like, oh, the most amazing thing, yeah. And you can find trees. I mean, even in cities, they have parks, and they'll have trees that are planted within the sidewalk. So it's not impossible to and find a tree no matter where you live. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. You know, you don't have to pay for it. It's a free, it's a free therapy session, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. really is. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I do is I do a yearly Druid group. So I have eight students, and we started um, on November 1st, and we'll go through each of the months. So one of, just like in the book, besides learning about the particular tree of the month, they also learn how to run a ceremony, how to call the directions, how to write a guided meditation, and... Um, than the particular teaching of a tree. So it's really fun to be able to to have um, students now that want to learn about this. And then they can go oh, do yeah. their own circles. So that's, that's one great. thing about, yeah, it's great about having a book because um, it's stirred up a lot of interest. Now, do they have to... Go ahead. Do they have to be in your area to be in this group? Um. Well, I have the the group that I'm meeting with is in my area, but you know, I can also do Skype. So I'm starting to work with one woman in Canada, and yeah, I mean that could be, you know, you with Skype you can do a group. Mhm. 
So yep. I, I, that's really cool about the technology is that you can, or I can, talk to people and um, work with people all over the world. I think that's wonderful. So November 1st is coming. I'll be signing up. (laughs) No, I really thought, okay, I need to put this on my calendar for November 1st because I don't want to start in the middle. You know, I'm just too too organized. I need to start at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) And a month at a time is enough because it's – but it's also, you know, like if each tree has its guides and helpers. So what you you find out often is that um, there's all these synchronicities that occur. So um, long before I started the trees, I had a healing uh, dream with a dolphin. So dolphins were something that kind of showed up for me um, to show me unconditional love in in my dream. And then I discovered that dolphin goes with uh, um, one of the trees and is one of its totems. And and that's really fun, you know, when when things come up in synchronicity. Yes. So um, that's another example, like with the birch tree, which is November 1st, eagle is one of the totems. And all of a sudden when we're, we're working with it, lots of eagles start to show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's to remind us to take a larger perspective mm-hmm. and to keep looking up towards the light rather than getting you know, embedded by looking down and where well, you can't see the forest for the trees. No, exactly. So they're relevant. They're relevant um, teachings that aren't that aren't um, too difficult. You know. They're... No, and and it's not uh, something that I mean. I like you were shopping around for a religion too. Um, so I consider myself a recovering Catholic at this point. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know the brainwashing that went on and everything. And so I really didn't find anything. I just kind of started doing things and looking at all different spiritual things. And, and that was one thing that intrigued me about your book as well, is like you can actually live with this and you're probably, you know, doing a really good thing for yourself and the planet and other people because of the way the teachings go each month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, uh, and it's lovely to have a community. Yes. You know, it's fun. We get together, we sing, we drum. We share. Um, it's a good way to get a voice. It's a, it's a, um, you know, and the and the guided meditations in the book. If you could have somebody read it to you, yeah, people have ex, ex, really amazing healing experiences. I was thinking of like some of the guided meditations. I thought, you know, if I taped this, but then I thought, will it make a difference if it's my own voice listening no, to it? No, it won't. Okay. It won't. That'd okay. be really a, a good thing to do. Because I yeah. thought, you know, that I wouldn't want to read it because I won't be meditating. I'll be reading, so I want to hear it. So I thought I'm just gonna, you know, tape it and then listen to it because some of them are beautiful. They're beautiful. Yeah, yeah. and they're very, you know, it, since the unconscious doesn't really care if it's real or not, it will right. use the experience for healing. Right. However, however, whatever it is individually that that person needs. I remember I was doing um, a workshop with the, um, let's see, what tree was it? With the ash tree. And we were swimming with the dolphins in the guided meditation. And um, the, the meditation was to go under the 
see and go into a grotto and there would be um, treasure there and each person could find something and bring it back. And um, one of the women found a gravy dish that belonged to her mother. And her mother had just passed away and she was really in a lot of grief, didn't even know if she was going to show up for this workshop, but something told her to come. And so the gravy dish that she found was her mother's and she felt like it was communication from her mother saying everything is okay. And wow. it was, you know, it, it, that doesn't, as a story, I don't know if it sounds that powerful, but to see her, the look on her face and the tears that came and sort of the relief mm-hmm. um, that there was still, there, there was some connection going on. It was like, you know, her, her unconscious, however that works, and the image of the these dolphins that work with the ash, which is so um, loving, oh, helped her. Absolutely. I would definitely say it it helped her a lot, and it's very powerful. I I believe in meditation a lot. I I do meditate twice a day, and you do get things, even though that's not the purpose of the meditation, to actually receive messages or anything. You can get things, and especially during one that's guided, because now... Well, you're being guided, hence the word, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and now you could pull something, especially when it says get a treasure. Well, her mother was a treasure, obviously. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, and maybe maybe her mom's treasure was the gravy boat. I mean, you don't know. I can see that being very powerful, very cool. Yeah. So, you know, I t- every tree, we usually, for that month, at least in my group, we'll, we'll do a guided meditation and visit with the tree and have some kind of connection with the um, the priestess of that tree or the totem of that tree mm-hmm. and uh, talk about the particular healing because at the, at the end of each chapter there's a section on how you can use the tree for healing. Right. And so that's kind of a really um, quick thing to look at uh, when you're studying it for the month. And I, you know, the, fun, the thing is too that um, some of the the way you can use the tree for healing. Okay, that's great. And it's funny because I have these two trees. I have a bunch of trees in my backyard, but two of them were the perfect distance apart to put in a hammock. And I didn't want to put the eye screw into the tree, but I ultimately mm-hmm. did, and I apologized the whole time that I was putting this thing into this tree. And, I, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry. And now I find that when I go and I lay on that hammock and I start to swing, I just feel like I get so much from these two trees that they don't mind that I did that because I think I'm spending more time with them than I ever did before. And I, you know, I would think this to myself and, and I'd say, I can never tell anybody. They're going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> now I'm on air. <laughs> Everybody knows, cat's out of the bag. What are you going to do? <laughs> but yeah. I do just working around the trees when I'm gardening and, and the flowers that you put at the base of them and the protection that you get from them, it's so meditative just to do that. And then if you sit against one, you can't help but feel its power. Yeah, and each one is different. Yes. You know, yes. each one as a family is different, mm-hmm. but they're but they're all accessible. Yes. And you know, it's funny, the um in New York City, of course, they have trees planted in various places in their central park, and then there's Battery Park that has a lot of trees and I was looking for the 9-11 labyrinth because I was going to build one in my yard and I ultimately did build one in my yard and it it ended up being that one and and it wasn't meant to be 
but it ended up being the exact one that was in Battery Park. And we're walking around looking for it, and when you were standing in the midst of this labyrinth surrounded by these cypress trees, we were on a corner, a busy corner in New York City. Mm-hmm. But inside amongst these trees, you heard nothing, and there was construction going on. And I was with a friend of mine, and I said to her, how silent is this? Can you, isn't this crazy? And we both agreed that, yeah, this is nuts. <laughs> we can see this, but we can't, you know? It was very cool. And I, I really believe that that was sacred space that was given to that area for a specific purpose to help the people grieve, to help the oh. bereaved, all that stuff, and the trees were protecting it. You couldn't help but feel that and get that from it. Yeah. Well, it, you think about humans and trees, simil- you know, where we both stand on the earth and we we're, we are built to raise, you know, up towards the heaven. There isn't anything else like that. You know, that we have this like a trunk and then our branches and arms go up. And so and then we need each other to live. Right. Know? And it's a, it's just a very interesting dance between the trees and humans. And it's nice to be aware of it. You know, yeah, I when, hope more people will will get that they're sacred. Yes. Or that we're sacred, but sometimes we need to see it outside first. Yes. And everything is sacred. I mean, everything that's of this earth is sacred. And, you know, it's just... But the more you become aware of that, I think the more you can feel it in everything. And I know that, you know, I've always planted trees everywhere. I just uh-huh. picked them for the area I liked. And sometimes, like, there was this little farm that had all these little tiny Douglas firs, so I planted them around the perimeter of the yard. And by the time I moved, they were pretty big. And, you know, and I go out and feed them and do whatever. And, and you know, and I'll talk to nature, and I'll be out there gardening and stuff. And I, you can get a lot of things worked out because you're in this Zen state while you're doing things and you're amongst nature and it really does make you feel good. But I had this one tree, it was a flowering cherry and I Mm -hmm. loved this tree. Mm -hmm. And someone had told me years and years and years ago that, you know, when you come home, you hang your troubles on the tree and then you do your life in the house so that everything's left outside. When you go back out the next day, the troubles don't seem to be as big, and you pick up your troubles and you go. (laughs) And I thought, okay, well, I'll try it. So this flowering cherry was next to the garage, and I started, I'd park my car in the garage, and then I would go out and I'd just touch the tree, and I'd say, okay, here are my troubles, and I'd go in the house. Now, this worked for a very long time. Then I sold the house. And then like two days before the sale was to go through, the tree was getting really not it was not well something mm-hmm. was going up tree mm-hmm. you know it got big and so it was expensive to replace this tree you know because i had to replace the similar size tree thank god it was a flowering cherry not like a maple because that would have just been horrible mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they came in they dug up the tree they were going to get rid of it and i said no no don't do that can you put it over there just put it plant it over there for these people and put the new one in and they did And I told the people, and I went back a few years later, and the tree that had been not doing well was now doing well where it was. And I thought, oh, my God, that tree took all my problems all those years. And then when I was moving away, it was like it was done. And it knew I don't have to do that. I just just felt like that. I felt like, oh, this poor tree. So then when I asked them to plant it and I gave it, you know, all kinds of fertilizer and stuff and I made Uh sure I was and this stuff, I felt like it, and I was like, please grow, please grow. I didn't mean to hurt you. Please grow, please grow. And it did for the other people. I was amazed. I was amazed. 
Well, there's a and there there's also another way for you to think about that. This is the way I do it. Energy is energy, so I don't call it good or bad. Mm-hmm. So if I have a certain kind of energy, and I ask the tree, can I? Will the tree help me to dissipate this energy because of its root system? Could it take that energy and uh, give it to the earth so that it can be recycled or reused? That's just another way to think about it. Yeah, because at the time I was not into energy therapy. Right, so you wouldn't. No, all I did was I walked up to the tree and I said, okay, I heard this really neat story. I guess you're going to take it and solve my problems, right? And I was like, cool. You know, and all I did was it changed my mindset. So when I walked in the house, I wasn't carrying in anything that had happened during the day. Because, right. you know, sometimes you walk in the house and somebody's had a bad day, and it's like, whoa, you can cut the air with a knife, you know? <laughs> and I, I, that didn't happen. And I thought, this is really kind of cool, but I, I really felt bad for the tree. Yeah, I do, you know, I don't know, because I think by their nature, they they the energy just goes down through the system. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Could yeah, you... now now I just, you know, I, I just like, well, touch a tree and I'll say, okay, transmute, send this yeah. down to God. will transmute it, send it back as positive energy and light for you, tree. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, I've learned. <laughs> but at the time, like, you know, I was young. I didn't know. I was just yeah. like, what let's see if it well, works. And it did. <laughs> yeah, they're really, they're really uh, here to help. Oh, very Definitely. much so. And just, it's so fun when you notice them and thank them and walk by them. And that's key. You just said it. I love that you speak to gratitude with trees. It is so important to thank, well, to thank just about everything. Well, everything, not just about yeah. everything. And I really smiled as I read the chapter about giving back to trees because it was all about, you know, how we can give back and thank them. And I thought, well, I like this. This is really – that was the other reason why I wanted to have you on the show because, you know, it was, oh, this chapter is really good. You know, she believes in thanking as well. Thanking is huge. And some people just throw a thank you away, and some people don't thank everything. And if you can thank nature, it comes back to you. Yeah. And you know, the, it's almost—it's like responsibility to have a tree in your yard, just like you have a pet. You—if it's—if it's not looking good or it's going to need um, some help, you have to. It's really important to call in somebody who knows what they're doing uh, to properly take care of your tree and um, get it through drought and get it through the winter. So yeah, I, there's some really strong practical things we can do to to take care of the trees, and then protecting the trees that are in our neighborhood. Um, uh, you know, oftentimes they'll want to cut a tree for for a reason on a corner in the city, and often people will get together and protect that tree. So um, there's a lot of calls to action for the protection of trees and for the protection of the environment that that are just important to think about. And in the back of the book, there's lots of organizations that you can join I think even by just clicking, they'll um, there's something where a dollar will be donated. Yeah. For tree preserva- preser- preservation. How do you say that? Yeah. Word? Anyway, so um, yeah, there's practical things we can do. Another thing is the in the Celtic tree calendar, the they have a what's called the Wheel of the Year, which is kind yeah. of the Native American way, so that there's um, every six weeks there's a holiday that marks going through the year mm-hmm. so after Hallow Mass, you know then it's the um 
the solstice, and then it's it's uh, Candlemas, and then it's the equinox, and so it, that's a fun way to get to to get your group together. If you can find a lot of like-minded people who want to celebrate the fact that we're going through a year and every year, new year is full of new energy and new possibilities, it's really a, a good way to get together at those holidays. I think there's a, some description in the back of the book about what the holidays are. There's an example of how to do a ceremony if you want to um, run that. But, you know, mostly it's it's like we just I just did at Equinox. Uh, celebration here at my home Wednesday and 15 people came and we just honored that we got through the winter and that spring is here and it's a whole nother you know um, growth cycle for new possibilities and what is it we want to put our energy into and share that it can be really simple but it was so fun I'm sure it was you know it's just so fun to to have something that's not Technical. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you on that one big time. All the listeners know this. (laughs) They're like, like, oh, you hit a chord with T. She doesn't really like the technical stuff too much. (laughs) Yeah, we we passed a talking stick. We used the drum. Um, We just sang a couple easy uh, earth songs. We made some music together. A couple of people had flutes. uh, people brought crystals. It's just really, it's just really nice to get away from the movies and the TV and the cultural um, influences and and just be with what we feel and honor what where we come from. Yeah, because we're all a part of this. Every single thing is connected. It doesn't matter whether you're a rock or a tree or a bird or a human. You're connected in some way. It's energy. Yeah, it just vibrates at different levels. Yep. It's all, yep. it's all got in. It's all vibrating, though. Yep, and and it's all vibrating really well. And the more you honor it, the more it vibrates well, and the better off everybody is. So I imagine your ceremony was beautiful. I wish you weren't in Washington because I've been. <laughs> I'm sure there's got to be people. I'm going to come to Maryland in April. Oh wow! Um, into Hollywood, Maryland. I have a friend who has a healing center there, and I'm going to teach some classes there. Oh, very cool. At her center is called Joy Lane Healing Center in okay. Maryland, in uh, Hollywood, Maryland. Wow. So I'll do a, a tree workshop. Yeah. So I've never now, you're going to be doing an Egyptian tour as well, correct? Yeah. It's like, um, you know, my original work was with the trees, but I studied with Nikki Scully and learned alchemical healing, which is a energetic uh, healing form, but it's sourced in Egypt. So I've always loved Egypt, just like I've always loved trees. So um, in working with Nikki, Nikki's been going to Egypt for 30 years. So I took a tour with her. They're, they're spiritual, sacred tours, and you, as I think as groups, we get alone time in the temples. So, like, we have two hours alone in the Great Pyramid for ceremony. Um, So in these huge temples, to be able to go into the Holy of Holies and do ceremony and not have any tourists around is amazing because the temples open up to you. Yeah, that is amazing. And the same energy that's... So it's funny because in the Egyptian pantheon, um, they don't worship 
these statues, what they do is that these these different beings are uh, representations of principles of the, of, of um, the divine, just mm-hmm. like the trees represent principles of the divine and have teachings. In Egypt, it's the pantheon. So it's similar, okay. it's just a different uh, different form that the teaching comes through. And then each temple is is dedicated to a particular aspect of, of divinity represented by the, the deity. So it's the same thing as being under a tree as being in these temples because of the spirituality that's been going on for 5,000 years. Oh sure. So, and the and they're just very very sacred. So what's so yeah. So I love to go there. I took my first tour, my own tour group there last in May, and it was totally wonderful. And I'm really good friends with uh, Mohammed Nazmi, who owns Quest Travel that we that we go with. And he's built a small boat, so there's room for twenty, and it's luxurious. And we just sail down the Nile. And do ceremony in these temples that open up to the energy when we're in them by ourselves. And he arranges that. How so cool is that? It's, it's, <laughs> it's really, really cool. And I can hardly believe it. You know, here I am, this little Seattle girl, uh, doing a ceremony in this amazing temple in Egypt. It blows me away. <laughs> blows me away. <laughs> So it's amazing, I think, once you say yes to spirit and are willing to work with the energies, what happens? How life opens up. Well, sure, because you're ready to receive at that point. When you're open to receive, you're going to get more. You will experience more, you know? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It it is amazing. Um, I have someone in the chat room who said their meditations involve being wrapped wrapped by the roots of trees as they're leaning against their favorite tree, and he is amazed by it. And that that, is cool. Oh, yeah, I would imagine all that, you know, since all that nourishment, nutriment, nutrition is going through those roots, that it's going into him Mm -hmm. and holding him. So let me just say when this trip is. Yes. Um, It's September 27th through October 11th of 2013. And if people want to know about it, they can email me, just charlynhidalgo at hotmail.com. That is great. Yeah, and I can give them more information. But it's How many awesome. people, what's the limit? Or 16, is there a... 16 okay. but sometimes more can go. Okay. I mean, it's just, it, it has, the boat can hold 20. <laughs> but it's usually the guide, if, if more people come than 16. So it's 16 and myself and my friend who is, uh, does the singing bowl and works with what's called the language of light. Uh, we get our room, and then there's the um, uh, the Egyptologist and the escort. But they, if there's more that come, they just sleep on the floor, or find some place to sleep because it's this really mm-hmm. huge boat. So they yeah. sleep with the crew, so it works out. It's, yeah, so it's interesting. I mean, I know a guy you just mentioned the singing bowls because I play quartz crystal singing bowls in concert, and I use them as part of my therapy practice. And oh. I. I know a gentleman in Texas who takes group tours to Egypt, and he goes over there and brings his crystal bowls and plays them in the in the giant pyramid. And I said to him, seriously, you do that? And he said, yeah. He said, um, do you want to come and do play them too? And I said, you would let me play the bowls? And he goes, yeah. I said, I don't let anybody touch my bowls. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just a little hard to carry them. 
He's, he doesn't. He says they have the people do it. <laughs> so, I was like, so he doesn't clean her because he's paying the Egyptians to do it, you know? Yeah, like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, like you can't I mean, you know. And I thought, that's got to be crazy good because when you're in, a, in an area that has, like, cement block and you play the bowls, it is phenomenal. I can only imagine what it would be like in the Great yeah, Pyramid. I'm going to do it. The, the Great Pyramid is is just really acoustical chamber for yeah. for sound. So, uh, yeah, very, very awesome. Definitely anyway, so that's where I made that, that connection between the trees being Celtic and the original idea that, that divinity came into the trees and each tree carries a different principle and teaching of the divine. And that Egypt is the same except the divinity and the principles of divinity are placed in the different um, pantheon deities. And each temple goes with a, with a deity. So they're teachings, basically. Yeah. They're teachings about how to be authentic, how to feel comfortable, how to, how to rest within yourself and know that you're good and... Um, and uh, happy to have a life here and use your time well. And they're, they're not, they're, yeah, they're not heavy duty uh, lists of what you need to do to get to get okay. Yes, and in your book, you know, each month, each month is not heavy duty. No, each, you know, it's not. I mean, it's just, it's a lot to read when you just go through and read it like I did. But that's because I was so curious, and I knew I wasn't doing it for a purpose other than, you know, for this show, and I knew I'd go back to it afterward and do it yeah. from it, you know. Um, and, it, yeah, it's just so interesting, all the different the different things in there. I just I couldn't believe how much you could put into into it and how I can see how it will work. I particularly liked the holly healing because I love holly trees, and a lot of people don't think of them as trees because they look somewhat like bushes. Uh-huh. So they... They think of them as shrubs, and I thought, oh, no, see, it's a holly trees, and, and, you know, and you can plant them around your house for protection, or what was it, from unwanted energies and people who might want to take advantage of you. And I thought, that's really neat. That I yeah. did not know that. And for, for when you have to um, negotiate with somebody or you have to, you know, you know you're going to have some kind of an argument um, or you have to defend your position, they're, they're, it's great to, it brings in a certain strength. It's not strength that can be used to overpower somebody, but it's strength for which you can maintain your your own perspective to to share with somebody, you know, or to, or to keep your um, not to give yourself away because somebody was, has another opinion or another agenda. Right, so you can maintain your power, keep your yeah, power. Yeah, yeah, and I think that was the one that it. Well, yeah, this will make sense now. Holly was the one that was your good friend, your true friend, and. Looks out for your health and welfare, I believe. Yeah, I have I have a huge one in my front yard. I had two. The deer ate them, so you know there's that. (laughs) You know, well, it's the deer, and they don't eat them because they don't like them, but they try them. And if you have thirty deer coming through like I do, they all take. Don't have a holly. You know, there was one on each side, and they were you know topiaries and beautiful, and then they weren't. So yeah, it was sad. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, every each tree is. So I would just suggest if people are going to, you know, pick up the book, just whatever um, day you pick it on, find that, what tree that is, and read that, and then go with that for a month. 
I also have to say I love the drawings, the artwork in here. It's beautiful. Who did that? This, um, she's a woman who's in England, and oh, I'm not remembering her name right now. I'm looking. Oh, yeah, her name is Merale Allwood. So it's interesting because it's M-E-R-A-Y-L-A-H. How would you say that? Merala? Yeah, Marala. Marala Allwood. Yeah, and so that was really fun. You know, and get a load of her last name. Excuse me. Allwood. Get a load of her last name. Allwood. I know. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously, that's kind of cool. <laughs> and it, you know, that it was great. It was fun talking with her because some of their trees are more like bushes, and some of our bushes are more like trees. And so sometimes, you know, I go, oh, no, this isn't what it, the, this tree looks like, and she would kind of do it over, and we'd talk about that. So that was really a, a fun and interesting. But I just love, I lo- especially love the um, the front cover. Yes, oh, I love that. With the Celtic yeah. theme, and, and then you go into the you go into the mist, and you can see the deer, the stag, and the the mm-hmm. horse, and it's just like the mist, you know. It's just like the mystery that it's we like all want to connect to. You, know, you can see the big trees with the stags in the back. Yeah, it really is, It's um, and it feels powerful. The, the illustration is beautiful. She did a fabulous, fabulous I job. Know. You know, she really, really did. Um, yeah, I thought that was that was good. With your permission, Charlene, I'd mm-hmm. like to read a passage from the beginning pages of your book. May I do that? Of course. This was this to me was just beautiful. The mystery of consciousness is what allows us to evolve, and our evolution is intimately intertwined with trees. Our stewardship, then, is our heritage and our true purpose. The trees are here to remind us of our duty. They call to us and say, we are healers, you are healers. All life is sacred, as is our connection to you and you to us. Wake up, humankind, and take up your rightful place and heritage in the holy scheme of nature. We are not separate and have never been so. Paradise exists right here and right now. Paradise is this planet in its beauty and perfection. We invite you to become one with us and recognize the perfection that you are and that we are. Remember, in protecting the tree people, you are protecting your own species and all of life. This is what you are to do. This is your stewardship. Those are just beautiful words. They are strong, they are moving, and they are so very necessary for everyone to hear. Thank you so much for those words. Oh, it's fun to hear them read. I loved it. I yeah, loved I was that. Like, who wrote that? Oh, you. it was me. <laughs> you wrote it. Oh, my goodness. It's true. And it's got to feel good and good for you. Kudos. I just love that. I had to read it. I thought it was great. I can't believe it. We're almost at the top of the hour, Charlene. Yeah. Say goodbye. I would really love it if you would tell our listeners how they can find out more about you, your work, and how and where they may purchase your book, The Healing Power of Trees. Well, you can always go to Amazon to get it. Um, should I just give my um, website? Sure. We have okay. two of them. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's www.alchemicalhealingarts. Alchemical Healing Arts is the name of my business. dot mm-hmm. um, com, and the blog I have is www.alchemicalhealingarts.blogspot.com. 
But, you know, you can always just go to Charlene Hidalgo, Google, Google it, and it will get you information. And if you want to know anything, you know, I, I email people back. A lot of people who buy my book join my newsletter on my website, and then we start a dialogue because I like to email people back and find out where they live and what's going on with them. So they can just write me at Charlene Hidalgo at hotmail.com. And Charlene is S-H-A-R-L-Y-N, Hidalgo. Which is so H-I-D-A-L-G-O. Excuse me? Which is H-I-D-A-L-G-O. Yeah, Charlene Hidalgo at hotmail.com. That is great. Oh, it was, it's been a pleasure having you on. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I hope you did. <laughs> I did. I did. It's, it's and fun. listeners, you know, it was fun, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a great topic, it, too. Yeah, it's it's renewing to, to, to share about it. And, uh, um, yeah, you ask good questions, and it was really easy. Yeah, usually, yeah, it is easy. People like um, just not having an interrogation and just, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of neat, you know. I really really enjoyed it uh, thoroughly. I think that uh, a lot of times, you know, you try to um, have a conversation where it's enjoyable for everyone and they learn something from it, and I think everyone did tonight. Okay. So I appreciate that. Yeah, so, you know, I, I think um, I'm accessible, and if people want to talk to me, I'm fine to do that. Um, I also do astrology readings, tarot. I use Skype, and I do this alchemical healing, which is an energetic form in which totems and trees and um, deities and helpers come up to partake in the healing, so... That's it's all wonderful. become normal to me. So field trip to Washington. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or Skype. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, but it's much better to go there in person. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful, and there's lots of trees. Yes, I'm yeah. sure there are. Oh, well, listeners, we need you to spread the word. I know that you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio because we're in the top 1.3% globally, and that's fantastic. So please share it with your friends. Send the link to the show so that they can be made aware of all the wonderful things that are offered on this program. All of my guests share their time freely, and they give us a minimum of 60 minutes of their day to help us all. And as you are all well aware, they do it at no charge. You pay nothing for their wisdom and knowledge. And, you know, it's a great great hour to spend to listen to these wonderful guests who share all their time and expertise with us. So please be sure to pass the word, make others aware, share with your friends and family so they too will be able to grow and learn and make this world better for everyone. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this evening. My name is T-Love, and I hope you'll be back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. So go ahead and mark your calendar now so you remember to tune in next week. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. That's quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, a lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting throughout the year. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. And that is at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks. 
to do so. Have a great week, everyone.